Another fun and spirited show, eh, Lauren? It was. Today's guest, we have Napa Valley Museum Executive Director, Laura Rafferty. And returning, he must have had a good time last time, Sir James Forbes, whiskey expert. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having us. Oh, it's quite a pleasure. We've just wrapped the show. I had a great time talking with you both. Very animated and enthusiastic. You're up to great things at the museum. You're up to great things in the world of whiskey. And the fact that you've combined them is exciting to me as a community member. We're not going to give too much away in this intro, but thanks for being creative. Oh, well, we look forward to seeing you at all these various events. We do, and please come to the Napa Valley Museum uh, in the Outfield. It's just a really happy place right now because we've got Walt Disney's trains. We, we, we do, the royal we. And no matter when you listen to this, there's always something interesting, and you can find out at napavalleymuseum.org. That's perfect. In the meantime... We invite you to join Chud at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail. Chud's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at judshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. Thank you, Lauren, and we love having folks come, whether you are a, a local and we love visiting our Napa neighbors, or if you're coming to town uh, from somewhere else, we'll guarantee a good time. While you're online checking out the visiting information, you can also see some of our fun videos. You can find out a little bit about uh, our wine club, which we'll talk about in a moment. And you can also put some wine in your shopping cart. And uh, what do you think? Should we give them a little deal for being a listener? Just type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night, whether it be 1 o'clock in the afternoon or, heck, even at 4 o'clock in the morning. Anytime you want, we guarantee a good time. You get to try all the wines that we make. You'll get invited to great events, not only at the winery, but uh, I like to get out and enter- entertain folks uh, around the country. So wine club members definitely get priority on that. We'll look forward to seeing you at the winery. We'll look forward to getting some wine into your hands. We'll look forward to seeing you at Napa Valley Museum. We'll look forward to uh, sharing a wee dram of the whiskey with you. Flangeva. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. Get ready for another heapful of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. Right about here, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to get yourself and your soul together. This man will make your liver quiver. This man will make your teeth shatter. This man will freeze your knees. If you will, let's all welcome the godfather of wine, winemaker number one, John Finkelstein. <laughs> Oh, boy, how do I even live up to that one, Mr. Lauren Mole? How are you today? I'm doing fine, Judd. Good to have you back today. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for that rousing, soulful. You were you were channeling um, the James Brown intro. I, I should know who used to give him that in, uh, introduction. 
uh, folks will be writing in. They're like screaming at the radio right oh, now. Well, that, that was my little tribute to him. Well, thank you very much. What's happening in the world of Mr. Mole? Well, I've been working a lot in Knob Hill a lot, and we have a, a, a we're going to, my gosh, Judd, it's our first show back and I can't even speak. Take your time. Napa Valley Voices is going to have a special uh, Christmas party. Well, we actually won't be hosting, but it'll be hosted by Hillside Christian Center, and Napa Valley Voices is going to be part of the Christmas party. So you'll be singing, is what you're telling me. Will this be something that the general public will be able to participate in, to come see you, to celebrate the holiday, to hear you singing? Well, actually, there will be two special guests, though, Santa Claus and Woody from Toy Story to promote Toy Story 4. Well, that all sounds fun. However, the question remains, because sometimes we hear about these gigs you're doing, and then I say, and how do people see you and say, they can't, it's private. Will people be able to see, uh, come hear you? Sadly, it's private. It's pri- <laughs> how did I have that feeling? You are such a tease, Mr. Lauren Mole. You come in here and tell us about all these fabulous things that we are not able to participate in. But, uh, but that is cool. I'm glad you're getting the chance to uh, perform. And it sounds like it's going to be quite the uh, the event. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Good, yeah, so, good. So what's been going on with you, Jeff? I know a lot has been happening since uh, since we've been away. Oh, yeah, a lot's been happening. You know, we wrapped up Harvest. It's a, a stellar year. Thank goodness. Great growing season, giving us wonderful wine. Uh, we can talk about this in the future because, you know, we got guests here and i got a couple other things i want to say but a wonderful vintage is wrapped up here in 2018 i will go on record saying i'm very proud of what's been going on in the cellar in the vineyard it's all good stuff you know a couple weeks ago we did a show here unusual because usually we have guests on and we get to know that person and it's a little quirky we have some fun a couple weeks ago we 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 continued a discussion that was started at the interfaith service um, after the shootings at the Pittsburgh synagogue, just about coping with tragedy, uh, combating hate, bringing people together with mutual understanding. And it was it was a tough episode for me because I'm used to just, you know, having fun and getting to know people. And when you when it gets a little more emotional, I found myself at a bit of a loss. So I was very glad we had uh, Reverend Jay Lang and uh, Rabbi Niles Goldstein here to to talk and a show I'm proud of, even though I might have been at a loss for words through parts of it. But I want to thank management of this very station, not only for having great local programming and encouraging such shows uh, that we do normally and shows like that, but they've repeated it now uh, quite a few times and uh, are, are really embracing the message that we had. And, and Barry Martin, just a few moments ago, got off the air talking to those young men about um, you know the recent tragedy that's hit us here and gun violence. And um, so thank you to management for keeping the forum alive. I uh, really do appreciate that. And that's all I really want to talk about at the moment. I could go on plugging things I've got going, but we've got some great guests here. Oh, we do. And I would like to, like to get to it because they, have, they do have some fun stuff. Ah. I could, I, could, I could use a dose of it, and you'll know what I mean when we get into it. So uh, why don't you give him a little intro, Mr. Lauren Mole? Some folks would think we'd be dumb if we missed the chance to sip a wee rum. But today we're feeling frisky, so we'll have a dram of whiskey at Napa Valley Museum. Okay, Napa Valley Museum. Joining us today is the Executive Director, Laura Rafferty. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And 
Welcome back, former guest and now once again current guest, Sir James Forbes, among many other uh, titles in your vast resume, is world-renowned Scotch whiskey expert. Thank you for joining us again. Well, thanks for having us. It's great to see you. So we're going to talk about an event you've got coming up at the museum that revolves around whiskey. We're going to talk about the museum. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff because the two of you always seem to have something cooking. I, 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 why don't we just start with that? Let's just start about with the, the whiskey event, and then we'll get into the museum itself. But this sounds great. This is called Splurge Worthy Whiskeys. It's coming up Saturday at Napa Valley Museum. And th- now this, this is a museum event I can really get behind. I love museums. I mean, I enjoy going to view. And at that point, you're a little more passive. I mean, I guess you can involve yourself emotionally in the, the art or the objects you're experiencing. But when you go to a museum and someone's like just giving you booze, that's, that's pretty cool. So your idea of an, of an ideal museum is one that's actually a bar, is what you're saying? I, yes, <laughs> that it. is what I'm saying. Excellent. Thank you for putting it into simple words. Okay. <laughs> James, what are you telling me about? They're both very cultural attractions, yes. important cultural attractions. Um, th- this one, as you said, it's splurge-worthy whiskeys, which means uh, the really good stuff. Okay. And I think... You sometimes you you see expensive whiskey, expensive Scotch whiskey, and wonder, well, a, is it worth it? And b, am I worthy? <laughs> and, and so we're going to answer both of those questions. Okay. Yeah. The, one of the reasons we're doing this is it turns out that twenty five percent of all Scotch in the world is sold during November and December for holiday gifting and entertaining. Oh, yeah. And so we thought this would be a great way for people to kind of figure out if they're going to give somebody a gift. They're not going to go to Safeway and maybe buy something that's you know inexpensive. They'll want to splurge on it. And so you know, is it worthy of that splurge? And, and Laura a, and I are letting people know what's on our wish list. Yes. So that's a way to – you're going to let <laughs> them taste register. and then say, here's where you buy it. And, exactly. Um, it's and exactly the one I want. <laughs> exactly. Here's, here's where to send it. Well, that's great. And I do wonder that often. I, I find myself, I've, as Laura you know, alluded to, my <laughs> ideal exhibit you know, involves booze bottles. So I do find myself in – Okay, I'm just going to use the, the term liquor stores, mm-hmm. looking around, and a lot of them have very high end uh, product, and some of these whiskeys are just amazingly priced. Like how, and I mean that in a way that I would never afford them is what I'm saying. Amazingly oh, no, priced. Fair, fair enough. Uh, and, so it's, and, it's, and I'm wondering what what does make what puts it into that realm, and what am I going to get out of that bottle that I wouldn't get out of, you know, maybe there's a $85 or 100 and something dollar, and I know it goes up from there even, but, um, you know, what am I going to get out of that that I might not experience in, a, you know, a $30 bottle? And it, I get that question with wine, so I have a I have a statement I can say about that, but I'm just curious about... Well, it, it's a very valid question, yeah. because certainly there are some that you are paying for really expensive advertising campaign mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a questionable, quench, questionably fancy bottle okay. and box. <laughs> but there are others where actually it's a steal. And even though it's a crazy amount of money to put down, it's a very, very good deal. And so what we're hoping to show on Saturday is how you identify and to give you the knowledge to be able to translate what it says on the label and have a pretty good idea about what might be inside the bottle that is so cool i i love it and this this makes me a little um a little bit sad but also very happy at the same time conflicting feelings because i wanted to have you on here to 
not only talk because I'm interested in this and I know other people are, but to you know promote the event. Let's get some tickets sold. But you told me just before we went on the air that it's it's pretty much sold out. You have like one ticket left. We have one ticket left. We will have another one in April, and we appreciate. You'll that. have another ticket available in April. Yeah, yes, we will have one more in April. <laughs> okay. and, and we applaud your um, your attitude towards wanting to hawk our stuff because that's always really important. But we do also have an exhibition that's opening that we'll talk about that just opened that we'll talk about as well. We'll talk. It's but very the, cool. But, but on the um, yeah, on the, on the whiskey tasting, we, we these things we can only get so many people in because it's a very we do this in the in a intimate setting. We want people to be able to really interact with. James, ask questions. Um, and frankly, there's these whiskeys are so expensive, we really couldn't afford to bring that many of them in. So I see. So there's like a bottle of each and then... A couple bottles okay. of each. But but they're really going to be extraordinary. So I think people are going to have a great time. Wonderful. Okay. Well, let's let's plug it right now because there's only one ticket, folks. There's one so ticket available. So if you available. know someone who wants this or you want it yourself, get on NapaValleyMuseum.org right now. Yes. Uh, keep the radio going because you're going to want to hear what we're saying, but <laughs> go to the website and get that uh, ticket. And while you're there, if you're not already a member of the museum, you might want to join and for reasons we'll be talking about soon. Right. Okay. So folks are going to come. This one person who's out there right now furiously getting on the computer is going to get that last ticket. Uh, that person's going to show up with a few other folks. Sir James, you will be leading this We'll, yeah. we'll, I've, I've seen photos of you leading your Lanark Highland Games that you do every August. Well, will you be similarly attired to bring about the spirit of Scotland? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. No, I won't. You won't. Um, okay. I mean, that, that kit stays in Scotland because it's like three suitcases worth. Oh, I see. Lug okay. it back and forth would be really too much. Okay. So, so you won't be completely obvious when someone walks in. But oh, no. He usually wears I, I will. I will be wearing a kilt. But oh, I, you, oh, okay. I, yeah. I'm just saying I won't be wearing the full. Not the full. Okay. Really. Sure. It's his regalia. casual kilt. <laughs> it's his everyday kilt. It's uh, not the it's my drinking kilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so, so walk me through what what this event will be like because it seems like I, I won't be there. <laughs> so so for, I want to I want to I want to find. She can out. sell you a ticket right now. I can now. sell you right now. You got to get your credit card out. I'll well, me. someone's probably already got it. But to tell me, <laughs> t- t- what's going to happen? Okay. Well, we've got five drams to taste. Okay. And they are from all over Scotland. We've got some from the islands and some from Speyside. And I will be explaining the different things to be looking out for and why they why these ones might be special. So that you know with with that with that, that knowledge mm-hmm. you can either you can just buy the ones that we're tasting that on, on Saturday or you can see okay I get what he's talking about and here is another one that wasn't mentioned but falls into that category and so i've got a pretty good idea of what that will be like okay that that sounds fun and will you be addressing the question that i've i myself ask and i hear probably more than any other question uh regarding scotch i'd like to hear what some of your frequently asked questions are but the differences in the categories because you hear about a a Highland Scotch and a Speyside Scotch and an Isla Scotch. And I think we talked about this a little bit last time you mm-hmm. were here, but will you be covering that uh, oh, in yeah, its basic no, form no, as well? In, in, in some form or other, yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are basically the appellations of, mm-hmm. of Scotch. And they're, they're pretty loose. Speyside is part of the Highlands, but there are so uh, many distilleries in Speyside that it has its own region. I, okay, good. But you know, if you are producing whiskey on Speyside, you are also doing it in the Highlands. Oh, okay. It's like a sub, almost a sub appellation. It is a sub appellation. Exactly. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And Laura, looked, looked like you were going to jump in to say something about. 
Oh, well, I was What's happening? I was going to say that one of the reasons that we have such incredible whiskeys that James has been able to kind of curate for us, as we say in the museum biz, of course, is that we have two wonderful sponsors, Bounty Hunter Rare Wines and Spirits in Napa, um, provided a number of the whiskeys that we'll be tasting. And they, we were really impressed when we went over there to see what they, what they have. And they have a sort of a private, what, what does he call himself, a wine scout? He calls uh, himself a wine scout. Um, yeah. uh, Lee uh, <laughs> Reinsimer, I think is. Oh, I know, uh, sure, And yeah. um, so he helped us to um, source a lot of these things. And then Duncan Taylor, um, a wonderful distillery who are friends of James's from Scotland, gave us some sherry copita glasses to taste f- um, from, and also some a couple of really uh, rare whiskeys. Um, so there's going to be some exclusive uh, drams as well, right? That's that's absolutely right. Duncan Taylor. Are, are great. I mean, they're they're in Huntley in Aberdeenshire in Scotland, and uh, they started out with just a collection of fabulous casks mm. that they they bottle independently of of the distillery, and they've sort of branched out from that. And but they do do they are independent bottlers basically. Duncan Taylor. Yeah. They, do they act sort of like a, in the wine you would call like a negociant? They, sort they of. find some kind of yeah. Exactly. They find something great and then bottle it under their label. That's right. Okay. This is exciting. I I think it's very cool that you do this. And there's a lot of buzz because people are talking, you know, because I've, I've traveled in these circles that there are going to be very rare, almost unattainable whiskeys at this event. Well, we're trying to make them rare, but ultimately obtainable. Ultimately, but... Yeah, yeah, so, and, and, and that's the great thing about being yeah. involved with, with Bounty Hunter mm-hmm. is that they have they have some stuff in stock. So, so <laughs> okay. it's, this isn't just the sort of ultimate tease, right? Right. You, okay, that's good. You, that's you, you can actually get this stuff, okay. but but like this one ticket, you know, you've got to act fast. Probably. Act fast. <laughs> I'll bet it's gone at this point. Now, how does this fit in with the the whole museum? As museum and its mission. I think it's very cool. I'm not asking that in any accusatory way. I think it's great that you're doing this. But what is the – what is – can you tell us the mission of the museum and Thanks, Judge. And, and, and no, I don't feel judged at all. No. That's good. Well, we wanted to um, – for one thing, you know, wine is sort of the coin of the realm mm-hmm. in the Napa Valley. So all of our sponsors, all of our patrons, um, so many of our members are really fascinated with wine. So, But you usually taste wine at these things rather than sort of uh, do that again. We started having some tastings. We had a sake tasting with Mimanashi, which is sold out. We, And I'm a whiskey drinker and have been for a couple of years. I don't drink wine much anymore so the uh, I'm sorry aghast uh, I know there's uh, nothing to do with me no, I hasten was, to add I, oh you <laughs> noticed I looked right at you yeah, yeah it was it would predated James although it was certainly a, a tie that, that helps to bind but the You're right, um, right. the uh, uh, but we, I decided that I wanted to have a whiskey tasting, and so I invited James to come and curate it for us. And and I was amazed at how many people really are connoisseurs of whiskey in the Napa Valley. It's mm. something that they really care about. We sold that one out very quickly in April for Tartan Day. We'll be doing another one in April for Tartan Day every year. So we think this is becoming sort of a – it's a time for people to come together, and then they can also view whatever exhibition we have on at the time. So not only you have your art, but you can wash it down with something – Lovely. That, that's wonderful. I, I wholeheartedly agree yeah. and endorse. I think I think this is going to be yeah. exciting. I'm glad you're going to do another one in April. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, – you know, actually, before I ask you about the museum, I'm just going to go back to uh, James here and just uh, plug – give you another plug because 
Exactly right. Yes. You have an app that you have developed. Absolutely. So if, if folks cannot make it to this event, and even if you can, and you're a whiskey lover, I, I think this is a great app. It's, it's helped me understand a little bit of this and a little bit of that and guided through. You want to talk about Dramaphone? Sure. I think well, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a smartphone app that answers basically all the questions you might have about single malt Scotch whiskey. So it has basic tasting notes giving the house style of every distillery in Scotland. Tells every you, distillery. Yeah. Which at this point has got to be 100 well with w- including ones that have closed but you can still get get them. That's it's up to about 160 I think. Wow. Okay. It doesn't actually answer every question because as I'm constantly complaining, someone posted on Facebook how you pair wines with Girl Scout cookies but there's still no pairing of whiskey and Girl Scout cookies on the Dramaphone app and this is something. there's an update coming. There's an update coming. coming. (laughs) It does talk about whiskey and chocolate. It does. does. Okay, close. If if you're thinking about drinking single malt scotch whiskey, there is a there's an intellectual level that I think, you know, I trust my user, the app users to be able to work out what is this chocolate, this Girl Scout cookie made of? Right, so ah, peanut butter. Prime, yeah. prime ingredient, chocolate. Okay, good. We'll go with that. I think that's, that's can, very wise. They can make the leap. I think so. Okay. So, <laughs> so Dramaphone, you have researched all 160-something Yeah, well, I, I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. I because can imagine. I, <laughs> <laughs> I went to interview 55 whiskey makers and distillery owners uh, across Scotland and got to try the, the, the way we came up with it, the tasting notes is we tried the new make which is the whiskey as it comes off the still and then the standard expression which is usually an 8 or 10 or 12 year old and then a deluxe one which is more like a sort of 18 or 21 year old mm. and from those th- three, you kind of get the progression and are able to identify what the, what, what the house style is. So that then any whiskey that they produce going forward, you know, whether it's an older one or whether it's been finished in some special cask, you know what the core of the thing is going to be like. I see. I so see. Ra- rather than listing every tasting notes for every single expression which would be impossible sure it's okay this is what this distillery does i see so you can imagine if it's then going to be finished in a port pipe you've got an idea of okay we can add that you put that together but you get the idea and you taste it and you get the personality of the distillery the people who are there Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty cool and it is a dramophone Dot net is where folks can find it, or on the uh, App Store. Well, you on on the App Store, mm-hmm. um, or go to bearshead.com. Bearshead, with your production company. Yeah, and uh, th- there's there's a link from there. Cool. Uh, don't go to dramaphone.net. Don't go there. Yeah, you never can, mind. You can go to dramaphone.co.uk. Okay, forget but, everything I just said. But the easiest one is Bearshead. Okay, we got it. And if you're looking on the starts, Dram D R A M O phone. Okay. And there's, there's a link on the museum's website as well. So if you go to the NapaValleyMuseum.org and go to the Splurge Worthy Whiskies, you'll <laughs> see a little uh, glass of whiskey at the, on the landing page, and it'll take you right to the um, place where you can, you can get onto the app. And by the way, my favorite thing about the app yeah. is that it tells you what 
um, whiskey to match to whatever mood you're in or whatever you're doing that day. So it says uh, if it's, yeah. it's breakfast and you really need one for you know for breakfast, you it'll tell you <laughs> which ones brace are, you for the day. Exactly, it'll tell you which ones if you're having a bad day. It'll tell you which ones. You know, it's it's wonderful if you're just sort of done for the day. You really want to wind down. It's um, James is in addition to being a you know a whiskey expert and his other talents is my whiskey coach. And so it's kind of like having, I, I know it's, it's unusual to have a whiskey coach, but, um, he, uh, but he's sort of the voice in my head telling me to, what to drink and what not to drink, mostly what not to drink. And so, um, <laughs> which would be AKA anything that isn't scotch is essentially the, the rule of thumb there. So this is sort of like having your own whiskey coach, which is awesome. It is. It is. And, and James, since you are a resident of Napa Valley, yeah, you live here. Do how do I ask this delicately? I mean, are you? Are you a wine drinker? Of course, I'm a wine drinker. Okay, yeah. the, you know, you're kind, of, Laura. You're kind of making it seem like anything, you know, nothing but scotch. Oh, I, I you're right. I know no, you. You are nothing but scotch. I'm, yeah. But uh, in the world of whiskeys, it has to be scotch, see, and I it also see, okay. can't have ice in it, and it can't. There can be other things okay. about it. There, okay. So. I got you. Y- yes, I do drink drink wine. Okay, I'm, I, no, I'm, I won't, I'm, I won't I'm press a, you any further. Loyal. Resident. Well, I know that you have a history in the wine industry, but I also know you were imprinted at a young age. We spoke about this last time I were here. I think you were 13 years old. Someone yeah. gave you your first dram as you were doing the march. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, was that during the games, doing the march? Yeah. To the, yeah. And someone handed you a – Well, of I a, mean, they had been giving me pints of Iron Brew, which is um, Scotland's fizzy orange soda. It's a soda, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you're 13 and not terribly tall <laughs> – <laughs> there's a limit to how much you can take. And so being given a dram, you know, it's just one ounce of liquid. It's like, yes, thank you. Oh, and that was it. That was it. And Absolutely. here we are. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. Dramaphone. It's a cool app. In fact, uh, one of our previous guests uh, from a few weeks ago, during October, we did all Halloween-style mm. episodes. And so we had calling in from Seattle – fellow who teaches and has taught up at uh, Seattle University uh, different film courses, including the vampire film. And he also happens to be our trademark attorney. So um, I was up in Seattle talking to him about trademark law, but then the, the, the lunch, the conversation went to different films, and he's written books about Westerns, and um, he, he's taught – it's kind of cool to get academic about the vampire film. And he also, it turns out, is this great whiskey connoisseur who really knows his stuff. I was impressed. I mean, certainly more than I do. And we sat at this three-hour lunch and just talked about everything and uh, finished it up with a, a dram of something he chose from the bar that was delicious. And then he, he waxed poetically about it for about the 35 minutes it took us to consume those uh, two ounces of of scotch it was it was it was poetry in motion so i gifted him your app oh, good. and, Thank and you. he was very appreciative and he really has been enjoying it so good. james yeah. has a book coming out on whiskey as well okay so let's talk about that after the break we got a break okay lauren mole we're gonna find out if you are a whiskey drinker don't tell us now this is the cliffhanger come back after the break listener we're gonna find out what lauren mole puts in his glass you're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Everyone's a Fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. 
You're listening to 1440 KVON, the voice of Napa Valley, and starting next year on 96.9 FM. Now, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Mole. This is a fun show. We are talking with the executive director of Napa Valley Museum, Yauntville, Laura Rafferty, and uh, Sir James Forbes returning to the show, and we're talking about whiskey and in your case i know where you're from they don't call it scotch whiskey it's just whiskey but here sometimes you got to let folks Absolutely. know what we're yeah, talking no, about yeah, we are, i understand uh, yeah. that exactly so and you have this event which i'm sure at this point is now completely sold out because there was one ticket a few minutes ago and we told folks how to get it so i'm sure it's been snatched up but you have other great similar events there's a wonderful exhibit coming up now you've got a burns dinner which i'm sure will feature great scotch can we talk about all this stuff and where is the museum? How do people get there? How do they find you? What, will, what can they expect when they get to the, this great spot in Napa Valley? Well, the Napa Valley Museum, Yountville, is in Yountville, surprisingly. Aha! And um, it's on the grounds of the Veterans Home at 55 President's Circle. And if you go to our website, napavalleymuseum.org, right now, go to napavalleymuseum.org forward slash Walt Disney. Ooh. You're going to learn that we have an extraordinary exhibition called Walt Disney's Trains. And this is something that is a, a real coup for us to bring to the Napa Valley, to be honest. We're really proud of it. It's in partnership with the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco, the Presidio, um, which is a – I don't know if you've been there. Have you been there? I've been there many times. Many I times. took the kids to the Mary Blair art uh, exhibit. And my band, the Mike Gents, has even performed there. A few years ago, they had a Tiki Day celebration, and we were hired to come on down. I forgot that. That's right. They're all yeah. Finkel, they're Finkel fans over there at the Walt Disney <laughs> Family Museum. So they. By the way, by the way, you mm-hmm. said that, and my family, my wife being a former cast member at Disneyland, could will never get over the fact that when we arrived the other day for the little opening <laughs> ceremony, you came out and you said, uh, "Could I please have the Finkelsteins and the Disneys?" Oh, <laughs> she'll yes. never forget that. The VIPs, <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, Ruby uh, and Tallulah Finkelstein were, were kind enough to honor us with their presence at our ribbon cutting. So it ended up being Ron Miller, who was the pre- he's the president of the Walt Disney Family Museum and the uh, widower of the late Diane Disney um, Miller. And and Ruby and, and Tallulah and I um, all cut the ribbon. That was great. We Thank a, you again. We had a great time. And the um, exhibition is actually taken over our entire museum upstairs and downstairs. And we have rare things that, that you really won't see anywhere, including rare video of Ron Miller riding the train that Walt Disney had in his backyard, which is shot by Walt Disney. Um, oh. No one knew this existed except Ron, so he brought it as a surprise. And we have I'll a- have to come back because I don't think I saw that. No, there's And there's an audio tour that was um, – this was curated by Michael Campbell, who is the world's renowned expert on Di- Walt Disney's trains. Mm. And so um, he created this wonderful audio tour that's um, narrated by Bill Rogers, who's the voice of Disney. <laughs> and um, he's just uh, wonderful. And we – and that's included with your admission. You can get tickets, by the way, in advance online at org if you want to plan your day. Otherwise, just show up. And I've decided to open the museum. We're usually closed the day after Christmas and the day after Thanksgiving. But I've decided to open it myself and so that families who maybe don't, oh, don't want to shop can come. And you That's know, great because it is fun. so family-friendly. And at these times, families are together. And it's a wonderful exhibition to bring everybody to because, hey, kids are going to love it. Adults – 
you can't not love it. You, it, you can't. And it's if even people who don't care about um, either of those things. Disney or trains. Disney or trains. Um, the Model Railroad Historical Society created a model train recreation of the Napa Valley in the back of the museum. And yes. It was created just for this exhibition. It's going to live at the wine train depot after this. Oh, okay. And there's an homage to the firefighter f- firefighters. Did you, I don't know if you saw it. I did. I did. Yeah. So where there's a – actually in the model, there's a helicopter um, yeah. sort of uh, – I don't know. Dousing flames. Dousing and the flames. flames are lit up. It's yeah, really it's impressive. It's really cool. And so you'll you'll see your own hometown there in uh, recreated in train model train form. <laughs> And um, so we um, so that exhibit yeah. is on through March 31st, okay. and that uh, we our history gallery is still open, which um, basically we have 15,000 items in our permanent collection that evidence the history and the geography of the Napa Valley, and so we rotate items out with that. And then as soon as March 31st comes and goes, then we will be opening a major exhibition of Picasso printmaking. Uh, create, um, it, it, these are rare photo um, rare prints by artists like uh, Picasso, Chagall, Moreau, Matisse, uh, Man Ray. It's going to be really an extraordinary exhibition. So we've got a wonderful lineup ahead for the next year, and we're really proud of it. That's great. And folks can just find out about that at NapaValleyMuseum.org. Absolutely. And they should sign up there for our newsletter because mm. then if you go to the upper right-hand corner of our website and sign up, you'll get advance notice of things like the whiskey tasting, and then you'll be able to get your ticket before it gets sold out. Which it, it must be sold out at this point. Now, there is another chance for folks to have a little whiskey. The yes. Burns Dinner, I would imagine that cannot happen without some whiskey, right? There will certainly be whiskey at that. Okay. Yes. You know, I've been to a couple of these, and I remember my very, very first one was also my first experience with haggis. And it was very traditional. I mean, they had a piper, pipe in, the haggis. I got the honor, even though it was my first time, but I had the honor of getting up and toasting the lasses, which was a wonderful experience. But the haggis gets set down, and I don't remember who it was sitting across from me, but somebody who was a veteran of such things, and said, you know, it's much more palatable if you add some whiskey sauce. And I said, okay. I mean, I'm invented. I, would, I was going to eat it. You know, I, I like to know what – I like to soak in the culture. But I said, fine, I'll add a little whiskey sauce. Uh, where is it? What is it? And he just handed me a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and he just <laughs> said, pour some on. <laughs> and that was it. That is that traditional or was he just uh, having fun? No, with no, no. People do do that. And it, it's, it's it fine. It actually tasted pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I think haggis is delicious. I don't mind it at all. Anyway, I mean, obviously, like anything, there are good ones and bad ones. Yeah. I have found a really good sauce in California. Is it a secret source? Because the one that we had, I was told the host had to meet somebody in a parking lot. Oh yeah, in no, no, that's my guy. Because it wasn't that's my guy. It is kind of made in a kitchen that wasn't you know. So it's I don't kind know. Of a secret. It a secret haggis society. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced that it's a front, but I can't work out what for because <laughs> yeah, what would he, he produces such good haggis. Um, but he sells them like it's some sort of wild drug deal. That's what it sounded like. And I mean, he used to have he used to have a restaurant which was huge. It was in Dixon, and you sh- you could show up there on the twenty fifth, mm-hmm. and it would be completely deserted. You know, the twenty fifth of January is Burns's birthday. Okay. And so, if you're going to sell haggis anywhere, and especially in California. You'd think that that would be the busiest day of the year. Of course. And there was, you know, you had to sort of wander into the kitchen and shout before you could find somebody so you could pick up the haggis you'd already ordered. So if it was a front, what for? And the whole point of front organizations is that they don't make money. Anyway, he produces really good ones, and you do do have to buy them. Uh, You phone him up. 
And then you meet in a parking lot in So that was Davis. the same. Okay, that was yeah. it. So he's a good guy. It he's, was a good haggis. It, yeah. was, it was good. Uh, not to throw anyone under the bus because the very last time I had haggis, and this ties in a little bit what we were just talking about, was at the Tam O'Shanter in Los Angeles, which was Walt Disney's favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're celebrating their 90th something year at this point. And we sat. We were able to sit at Walt Disney's table. There's even a little plaque on the table where he would like to sit. And it was in January, so they were leading up to uh, this, and haggis was on the menu. And it was a very nice haggis. I'm not going to tell people not to go to the Tam O'Shanter and try it. But this secret parking lot drug deal haggis (laughs) – it was. It was. I. I really enjoyed it. Like I. Yeah. I would seek it out again. The well, other one why, was why fun not? to have. But hey, you know, I mean, because basically it's just a sort of sausage. And does you your, does your app talk about what, which whiskeys go well with chopped lung and uh, other it, organ meats? Of course, meat it does. Yeah, it absolutely. Does, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's another perk, uh, listeners, to get the uh, to get the app as as Burns Day comes up in January. You're going to want to know what to. Have with your haggis. Yes, and I should mention that the um, burn supper is actually something that um, James is kind enough to work with me on um, that's unrelated to the museum. Uh, oh, um, actually, the burn supper is hosted by Napa Shakes. Oh, and my apologies. No, 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 no. We never told you that. So the Napa Shakes is a nonprofit that I founded a number of years ago. It's uh, it's going to be hosting this. The event is on January 25th, and we'll be it'll we'll be getting it up to our lists in um, December. But but you know everything. Um, when you're going to do anything having to do with Scotland or burn suppers, you, you want to reach out to James Forbes first because he's sure. done a number of them. And um, we're going to have pipers, right? We will have pipers, fiddle players, and speakers because there's a lot of poetry to be read. Yeah, well, it's Burns Dinner. In- indeed. Yeah. yeah. Any details? I, I, I mean – Absolutely. Selfishly, I, I want to go, yeah, and I'm sure other people listening would love to find out how to get in on this. Well, Napa Shakes has always wanted to do a burn supper since we were founded in 2014 because we, um, it, I guess it's Macbeth. I'm not sure what it is, but we just, it's, you know, Napa Shakes does a lot of, we do, obviously, we bring the best um, the world Shakespeare to the Napa Valley. Um, the Globe Theater, by the way, is going to be, next year is going to be an incredible Napa Shakes year because we have um, three world premiere screenings from the Shakespeare's Globe in London, but we also have them coming live t- to the stage here in, in Napa. But, oh. So we'll be kicking off the year with this Burn Supper on January 25th. And you can find out more about this at napashakes.org. Napashakes.org. Yes. And the Burns Dinner will be on what night? It'll be sat- uh, Friday? Friday. Friday the 25th. So January. on the actual day. The actual day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it'll be, it's, this is his 260th yeah. birthday. Okay. At a place to be determined, but not in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to the source no. of the haggis. And we it, would never, it, by the way, um, hawk illegal or no, illicit no, I'm, I'm not uh, lying, of course. food products at the Napa Shakes event, I promise. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> no, completely no. legit haggis. And Absolutely. I'm, and I'm requiring that we, we've talked about this, uh, that we're going to have – you want to have some sort of vegetarian alternative to haggis for those who are not. They, they do make fed vegan haggis. Yes. It? So That's, we'll have that too. Of course they do. Of course, yeah. exactly. Just no vegan whiskey. Is it vegan? Is, well, I guess it's all vegan whiskey. Well, it well, kind no. of is, really, isn't it? Is it? Well, I mean, it's barley, barley and water. So no one's. There's no, no animals. Is it cruelty free whiskey? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, there you go. See, you learn something every day. Well, I think we can all enjoy it guilt free then, can't it's we? Thing. There's something for everyone. There is. Indeed. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> we, I, I want to get back to the museum a little bit. You know, it has been there. How, actually, how long has it been there? Oh, gosh. And, and what, 
when it was founded? What is the what is its purpose? That sounds like such a flippant question, but I think no, you I, know what I, I mean. I like, hear you. I like, think of it every day when I get up and out of bed. It's like, what is the purpose of well, this thing? Well, I get that sometimes. You know, people come mm-hmm. by the winery. What should we do while we're in town? And, you know, oftentimes mm-hmm. I'll say, go see the, the Napa Valley Museum. I didn't know there was a Napa Valley Museum. Like, so here's your chance. Tell us, like, why it's there, why what it's, it's there? for. All it's, that good stuff. Right. It's been there. Uh, I enjoyed very much, but I want to hear it from you. It's been around for a long time, but, it, but it, it's been in its present home since the late 80s, and it's a wonderful place. It was originally dedicated to sort of celebrating the art and history and environment of the Napa Valley. So there's a lot of topography. There's a lot of – there's rocks. There's Indian artifacts. There's – you can go on a scavenger hunt and get an arrowhead. There's all sorts of fun stuff mm. like that. to be in. But really, the I took it over uh, in March of 2017. I was hired to sort of – because to be honest, the a lot of people didn't know we were there. Um, and so one of the first things I did was to put the name Yountville in the title so people knew kind of generally where we were in the world. But we also, we've moved to more of an art focus as well. I, I would say we've, we've as we had a Julia Child exhibit of rare photographs yeah. that was um, really covered all over the world. And we have had more people come to the museum now in the last six months than have come in the last six years combined. It's really That's wonderful to yeah. hear. There, there certainly is a good energy there. You know, every time I've I've come to see an exhibition, and of course, and we you've been very supportive of the Be Kind movement, and the the two Kindness Day celebrations have been held at the museum. So thank you for that. I was going to say the only time that our congressman has been to the museum in the time I've been there is when Ruby and Tallulah Finkelstein got him there. So <laughs> well, they've got some juice. You they know? do. You got, yeah. you got another Finkelstein kids. <laughs> Get Absolutely. The but that's the purpose. Really, is that, you know we have wonderful. We want to create something that is really that everyone in Napa Valley can be proud of. You can join the museum for a very low amount of money forty dollars if you're a senior, fifty if you're not, and then come free as many times as you want and bring your friends and a hundred bucks for. A family. Yeah, 100 bucks for family, which thank you yesterday. You just joined. Well, I realized when I was up there just for this event that my membership had lapsed. So I came home and rejoined. Well, I'm glad. I, I'm grateful and I, I'm glad that they let you through the door. Yeah, I know that was nice. They didn't <laughs> check. Well, I'm very glad that it's there. I'm glad that you were there. It is a it is a vibrant spot. And uh, I thank you for having that here in the community. We're getting very short on time. And there's something I meant to mention at the beginning. So I'm sorry, I'm about to yeah. do a non sequitur here. But I think this is something that listeners would enjoy tonight. This is a Tuesday, November 13th. And former guest Ray Guadani, Judge, his Judge honor, Guadani. Judge Guadani, although when he's here, he said, call me Ray. But I kept wanting to say your honor. He has written his second book. We had him here talking about his book, The Squeezebox Kid, about his life growing up in Napa. I mean, basically from birth to, to now as a retired judge. He's written a second book called Tune of the Wonder Dog. And it, it, it's a little bit more about life in Napa. And it all revolves around the spirit of his uh, dog, Tuna. And it sounds like a really interesting book. He's going to be doing an event tonight, reading from it and answering questions and, and just talking with folks uh, tonight at the Napa Library at 7 p.m., and that's free to come to, and he'll be there, and he's going to be our guest next week. Teaser, yeah, we're going to be talking about this, so I hope folks will come out and see him. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Lib. That's right. This is our Mad Lib-style word game. And Sir James Forbes, you've been on the show before, so you know how this works. I'm going to turn my attention to Laura since it's her first time here. And if, but if you want to pipe in, no pun intended, feel free to, you know, to if, okay. she, if she needs a little help. Is that okay? All right. Otherwise, Laura, I know you know Mad Libs, so let's just go. Uh, we're going to fill in the blanks. I need a, a city. Uh, it could be any type of city, real, 
not real, whatever. Well, since you've got the Clark Kent glasses on, I thought Metropolis would oh, be a good. Okay. Metropolis. You know, people do identify me with these thick frames. And mm-hmm. if I take them off, it is kind of like that Clark oh Kent thing. Yeah. I can walk through oh, wow. the supermarket and people walk, people I know walk you right by fly. me. Yeah. And I can fly, exactly, <laughs> and stop trains with my bare hands. Okay. Uh, a geographic location. So not necessarily a city, but just any type of, any type of location. Hmm. Um, how about on the ceiling? Oh, yeah. I like that. I spend a lot of my time on up the there. the ceiling is a little bit out of the box. I like that. Okay. Another geographic location. The back 40. Yes. I've lost you. Your microphone just went out. I don't know what you said. I know, but your microphone, I don't know if anyone can hear you. That That's very strange. You just, hmm. well, hopefully you're coming through. There you went again. Okay, the back 40. An adjective. Well, now I've got sheep in my head, so how about plump? <laughs> plump sheep. Okay, plump is the adjective. Mm-hmm. A plural noun, more uh, than one thing. Well, um, so fuzzy sheep. I like that you add the little adjective on there. Fuzzy sheep. Mm-hmm. You're good at this. Uh, a few more of those. Plural nouns. Think about plural nouns. We're okay. going to have a succession of those. So silly string. Silly string. Yes. Like that you spray out of a can. Exactly. Yeah, silly string. Okay. That's not a plural noun, though, the way well, you said it. it kind of is. It's okay. It'll yeah. work. It'll the work. silly strings within a can of silly string is a plural noun. I got it. It's yeah. gonna, I'm reading. It's going to work. Aardvarks. Aardvarks. Yes. I love that word, aardvarks. It's a fun one. Um, I like how it has two A's at the beginning and then another one in the middle, which is three A's, but we don't need to talk about that too much right now. Okay, another plural noun. How about burps? (laughs) Okay, always fun. My kid's third grade class would like that one. Okay, and finally, uh, another plural noun. Well, in honor of Walt Disney's trains at the Napa Valley Museum, Yonville, how about runaway trains? Runaway trains. Okay. Thank you very much. Earlier today, uh, Laura Rafferty, I was on the website, NapaValleyMuseum.org, and I went on to the About page oh, dear. and took a snippet, which you have now just rewritten via this okay. Mad Libs <laughs> game. Are you ready? <clears throat> Here we go. California's Napa Valley Museum Yonville presents a three-part cultural experience of art, nature, and history through exhibitions, educational programs, and creative activities. Okay. Okay. Okay, great. Situated mid-valley in the historic town of Metropolis, between uh, being on the ceiling and the back 40, <laughs> that's where folks can find us, Absolutely. Right? Or find you. The Napa Valley Museum Yonville is dedicated to enriching the plump fabric of our community <laughs> through, <laughs> through fuzzy sheep, mm-hmm. silly string, mm-hmm. aardvarks, and burps. That's exactly right. <laughs> and burps that – exactly. I tell you, I'm reading it off here. Uh, and burps that promote knowledge and understanding of art, nature, and – Runaway trains. Runaway trains. Uh, Laura Rafferty. Thank you. Executive director of Napa Valley Museum, Yontville. And Sir James Forbes, world-renowned Scotch expert, patron of the Lanark Highland Games. Lanark? Lanark. Highland Games since 1823. Well, not me personally, but yes, us. Oh, you didn't start them? I, I, I wasn't around then. Okay, because that's almost 200 years, you know. I know. I okay. We're gearing up for that. Well, that's great. Fourth Saturday in August, join him there. Yeah. Is there a website for that, folks? Might want to uh, join you. What, yeah. what is that? Lanark.org. That's L-O-N-A-C-H. 
.org. .org. That's very cool. Well, thank you for being here, uh, both of you. Always a pleasure uh, having uh, some time to speak. And uh, good luck with everything. And congrats on the sellout event coming up this Saturday. Thanks, Lauren and Judd. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you both. This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.